Hello? going through some network issues. No problem. Yeah, so well, what exactly were we talking about again? We were talking about soccer. We're talking about soccer, but um oh yeah, we gotta get to our topic before we forget. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um you guys weren't able to join um the last time because of uh, you guys had noise interference, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like part two of uh, you know the topic that we we're talking about. That is the other side of the story. Yes. So guys, this is yes. You guys haven't finished. Okay, sorry. So you guys will take it from here. All right. So time to rent. No, no. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I think I've mentioned um before when I was trying to finish my point that you know it is absolutely integral. Um, and this was a side point. This had nothing to do. This, I mean, it didn't have much to do with the main point I was making, but. I was talking about this second point right here. And I was saying that, you know, like people who don't get offended by anything, I would say those people have the right to really determine what's funny and not funny and what's truly offensive and what's not offensive. Because think about it like this. You can't tell what everything looks like from above unless you're a bird or you're a pilot in the sky above everything else and those people who i guess you could say are above any insults or jokes and whatnot they don't they're not they, they can they're not they they i have a they have a pretty solid consistent style of judgment when it comes to that stuff that's why i say like if you are offended by something you're out of the question for talking about other people who get offended because <laughs> You get offended too. So, if you get offended by something, who are you to say, "Oh, people need to lighten up these days"? Who are you to say it? Like, you know. So, I always say that, like, you know, if you're if nothing offends you though, then I say by all means, you can you can talk that talk because somebody can say whatever they want to you, but it's not like as if you take it as an offense or whatever. You you in fact, you might even turn it into a joke. And hit it harder on yourself, and they have nothing to do. They have nothing to. They have nothing to say at that point. They you they they look, look even dumber at that point. <laughs> but yeah, that's so. That was just a side point I was making. Um, but uh, more to the point of the other side of the story, and you know, um, another thing I think a lot of people need to get over uh, themselves regarding is when they hear something on the news um i think we i don't know if i rem- i don't remember if we talked about it in the first part but when they see something on the news like for example i'm 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 going there when they hear something about the police mm-hmm. when they hear something about the police i think people really need to settle down when they hear news reports regarding the police people are automatically ready to like go against the police and be like oh of course it's the police F the police, this, oh, we need to defund the cop, we need to do this, we need to do that. And it's like, whoa, 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 time out, time out, time out. Like, you need to really think about what you're saying right now. Think about who's broadcasting this to you first and foremost. First and foremost, you need to re- remember that. What's, who's broadcasting this? 
because let me tell you, here in America, especially, the broadcasters love, love to tap into victim mentalities. They love to appeal to victims. They love to say, guys, 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 you need to feel horrible. You need to be angry. You need to do this. You need to do that. Um, and then you have what the context, you don't know the context of what actually happened. Some people I'll see, they'll get so upset with cops and it's like they have no context for what happened. And it's like, even if the cops, even if a cop made a bad decision in that moment, you still don't know why that decision was made. You don't, again, people were like, there's no excuse, but what if you were that person? Sometimes people will talk about like how they're like, oh, I'm gonna kill this person sometimes, for example. And that's exactly how that particular person might have been thinking. But people are quick to be like, you shouldn't have done that no matter what. Like, it's like, wait, but you wouldn't have done that. So why are you holding someone to a standard you don't hold yourself to? So, you know, it's it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting how lack of context also makes people pretty high and mighty, holier than thou. People need to stop that. I think people need to stop that when it comes to that. You know, at the end of the day, especially here in America, like, I mean, obviously in Nigeria, it's, it's, <laughs> it's long for us. <laughs> it's long for us to thank the police. You can, you know, if you don't have money, you can just forget getting the police to <laughs> exactly. do an actual job. <laughs> exactly. um, but here in America, people will love to complain about the police, but, but guess who you're going to call when things hit the fan? When stuff yep. and guess who you're going to call? The police. And you're because so the like it's like people like people love to just complain about stuff and be in their own bubble and be so self-absorbed. And again, here, uh, especially I'm gonna go there again here in America. We love to make everything about race. They love to make everything about race too. Like when it comes, to, it's like, oh, so a, co- a white cop did this to a, a black guy, and it's like, oh my god, here we go again. That's really what I think. I'm just like, here we go again. Here we go again. With we're in a tough time in this country right now. It's like <laughs> the media loves to really blow things out of proportion. And the interesting thing I'll see with people uh, in this case is that they'll they'll move the goalposts too. They'll be like. They'll be like, look around you, look at around you, look at the media, look at this, look at that, look, like, look at what's going on. Like, they'll t- they'll point to the media as a reliable source, but as soon as the t- statistics show you otherwise, then they don't want to believe it. Inconsistency. But there's one question. There's one question that you're missing out that I want to ask you. Can you hear me? Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Go, go ahead, Mike. <laughs> yeah, you, said normally, you said normally the police. You said that normally people in America they make issues, issues with the police about race. Like someone gets victimized or you know gets attacked, they, they usually make it about race. What about the you know the cases of when most white people were actually attacking, you know, black guys, like the famous case of the George Floyd. You know. Couldn't you not oh, be something different to this? Isn't that something like relating to like something that is race? I'm gonna tell you this right now. The people made that immediately about race for no okay. reason at all. Like, let me tell you something. Okay. I don't approve of the cops' actions by any means, stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't understand that when you see a criminal, and he is a criminal, 
A lot of people mm. don't realize that. A lot of people say, "Oh, George Floyd, George Floyd." I'm like, mm. you do you, you do realize there are people who who've like they've lost their families because of this man. Like you guys are like really making him a martyr. Like people don't mm. know that, but because you know mm. you know because of the media, people love to make do. They mm. don't want to do their own research and they don't want to look yeah. at the context or exactly. the other side of the story. And I agree. a lot of people don't realize that. Again, in America, because we live in America, the police are trained to respond to mm. danger. He mm. went out of hand with it. That's really what happened. He went out of hand with his response. And you have to understand, mm. like, sometimes the police, the minority of police, react mm. like lions or dogs. Mm. What does a dog or a lion see when they react? How do they react when they have been looking for food for a minute and they see it? <laughs> They're on site. Mm-hmm. They're on site. They go right for that food. They don't care what it is. They don't care if it's a baby animal. They don't care if it's a person. If they see mm-hmm. a moving, living thing, and they haven't eaten mm-hmm. in a minute, they're gonna mm-hmm. they're gonna take it. So, you know, George Floyd had been on the run for a minute. That guy's been on the run for a minute. Really? And some police, they take that as when they once they see them, they're like, criminal, criminal. We got him. We got. Him. And they they just jump in and they like. They, they don't try to assess the situation, which is really what some, I mean, most police do, but again, the minority mm-hmm. of police don't mm-hmm. react that way. So he happened to be one of those, <laughs> one of those loose cannons, one of those loose mm-hmm. cannons. And, you know, it's just really people don't want to look at it from an objective point of view. People don't want to look mm-hmm. at it from an objective point of view. That's just one story, though. But like... Uh- the point is people don't want to see the other side of the story. I saw this one Instagram comment where the police were trying to restrain a guy in the subway back in New York City. And someone in the comment section simply asked what happened? What was Mm. going on? Like, what was the context behind? He didn't know. All he saw was a policeman and a guy having a tussle. Mm. He didn't know what happened. He just Mm. wanted to get context. And people immediately jumped at him and said, Oh, like you just you you're such a you're victim blaming you're this and that like I'm like he was like he just wanted to know the context he doesn't know anything mm-hmm. and someone in the comments defended him and said well if that was your daughter or that was your um your child uh in that situation mm-hmm. would you be asking would you be saying you're you gotta stop victim blaming or you gotta like I'm like whoa like exactly and I was like. You gotta, you get, you. It's very easy to jump and have your own opinions, but if you don't look for context, you're just as foolish as as you perceive the other people in the story to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you, yeah. you actually that is a valid point. Actually, I agree with that because actually, I opened my mind, opened my mind to like exactly what you said, especially in the beginning of your statement. But like, what about like other people? There are other black people who like usually, you know, comply with the the instructions of the police, especially when they are being harassed, and then they still yeah, get like you know, they get beaten up. They start, they even get you know nearly killed to death. So, what would you actually say about that? Would you not? Would you classify that to be as something else of a racist behavior? You know, yeah, you know, there are going to be some bad apples. There are going to be bad apples. There are bad apples everywhere in every sector of any kind of job or organization or whatever there are going to be a mm. few bad apples i'm not saying that there aren't some <laughs> but mm. the media portrays it to be this way 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 out of control issue than it actually is 
The media portrays yep. it to be like every every you every police you got every police you look at you have to you 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 have to like watch your back like no it's like if the, if the police the I remember I, I grew up in the hood and I was watching oh. my back not because of the police but because I wasn't trying to get stabbed I wasn't trying to get shanked by some drug dealers <laughs> I wasn't trying to Stand. I wasn't trying to get shanked by any drug dealers who who happened to get happened to not have a great day. And they had a tussle with one of their rivals. Like, <laughs> I was literally, that's what I was, had my, that's when I was like looking left and right growing up. I was not looking left and right when a policeman <laughs> was around. I was like, I was, and we live in America. So I was like, it's not like in Nigeria, again, different, different story. If it was a different, you're watching your back all the time in Nigeria. <laughs> because ah, no one coming to help you. No one coming to help you. And stuff mm-hmm. is the, the stuff is the fan, but in America, where the police are exist, where police are actually organized, I grew up in the hood, and whenever the police came around, I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. we 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 they they ain't gonna do anything now, <laughs> they ain't gonna do anything now. It's like, but whenever the police weren't around, and you would be coming home from the meeting at night, you would be like watching your back. You could be watching your back. You would be like, "Yo, like I'm not really trying not to get jumped." You're truly trying not to get jumped, and it's not like I walked. It, I was in a neighborhood with most people were white. I, I again, I said, told you, I grew up in the hood, and we all know the hood mostly has black people, <laughs> black people, Hispanic minorities, basically. So, you know, we know we're not, we know we're not, we're, you know, I wasn't look, watching my back so I didn't get jumped by a bunch of white people. <laughs> like, we all know that wasn't what I was watching my back for. And people <laughs> say that too. So, you know, so of course, yeah, they're going to be some bad apples in the police, but people love to take that out of context and just blow it up and then edit it as. Yeah, this is what like fifty percent of the force is doing. Like this is what seventy-five percent of the force is doing. There are only a few good people out there. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like let's let's not let's not get into whole like you need to do your research before you like jump into that. So again, context. It all goes back to the to my story, hearing the other side of the story. You actually mm. hear the other side of the story, and that's Unfortunately, a lot of people don't do that. They don't want to see the other side of the story. As soon as they hear what they want to hear, they're like, yes, 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 yes. I was right. <laughs> I was so right. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's a fair point. I agree. But then the issue of the Black Lives Matter, the movement, do you think the quest for, like, you know, seeking race equality, you know, like seeking for for the elimination of, you know, police brutality as a flawed, you know, as a flawed attempt to stop to stop our racism or what do you basically think of the movement in general? Well, I will tell you say this, God's word is undefeated. Social justice movements mm-hmm. always have flaws. There's always something wrong mm-hmm. with a social justice mm-hmm. movement. And you know, Jehovah, I, Jehovah's undefeated. That's why Jehovah will be telling us not to get into it because he just, there's always something about it that just ain't right. There's always something mm-hmm. about it that just ain't right. And I was like, 
when I saw the whole Black Lives Matter movement come out, I was like, oh, okay. Another one of the, <laughs> I was like, another, exactly. oh my God. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, here we go. <laughs> What, what what are we victims to this time? <laughs> what are we victims to? What are we victims of this? Like it 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 doesn't it really doesn't it really doesn't it really it doesn't help. It's a it's mm-hmm. a, it's a social justice movement, and it doesn't matter what it is, what's it about? As Jehovah said in the Bible, mm-hmm. time and time again, it's not. It's just mm-hmm. not. It's not plausible. Again, God's kingdom is the only solution, exactly. and He's revealing to us why that's the case. It doesn't matter what social justice movement you look at. Black Lives Matter is no different. The BLM movement is no different. I know there are a lot of Black people who want to like, you know, who feel some type of way when they hear that. They're like, "Oh, well, what do you mean? Oh, look at this sellout right here!" And it's like, I mean, I'm just saying the truth. I'm just saying the truth. Exactly. As much as you may not like to hear it, I'm with you with that. That's what it is. I'm with you with that. That's what it is, you know. You can't, and I mean, if you want to go down that like whole Black Lives Matter, like Asian, you know, there's the whole Asian hate crimes that are happening here. Guess who? Guess what race is the one who is responsible the most? Black people. Most who? people who have been attacking uh-huh. Asians are black people. Uh huh. I mean, that's not to say that black people are bad. I mean, <laughs> I'm a whole African, but uh, I'm just saying, if you want to go down that route to say. Yo, these people's rights matter right now, but it's like, but you do have people in your race that are attacking another race, which is also another issue. And then you got this one, and that's why, like, that's why, like, and I remember when people would say, like, black people can't be racist. I, I was like, oh, I was like, everyone can be racist. Everyone can be racist. Like, I'm like, whoever thinks that really needs to like grow up, no cap, they need to grow up. Even Africans are racist. Yeah, Africans are racist. So that doesn't even make sense. They are saying black people can't be racist. Exactly, it doesn't make sense. That's just like saying it's just like saying like, uh, you know, women can't be violent, but yes, they are not violent. There are many women out there that that's basically what she is saying. Yeah, yeah, guys are violent. What about other women? There are women that are violent out there. I'm not saying all women, but there are just some women that are violent. Exactly. You know. So, you know, that's what I would say. Like, I always stress that note. Like, I always stress, get context for whatever it is. Whatever it is. We learned it in the Watchtower, too. Jehovah tells us this. Sometimes you don't know all the facts, so you shouldn't be jumping into conclusions. You shouldn't be jumping to conclusions. If you don't know what ha- what went down, why it went down, who, had, who all these factors then don't speak on it as if you are an expert. People love to be experts on things that they don't have context for. (laughs) It's like, again, make them look to the other side of the story. Make them look stupid at the end of the day. Exactly. Yeah, so, you know, and I think I think uh, another question I wanted to ask uh, to conclude the episode last time, but of course, as I told you, Noe's interference <laughs> uh, killed the whole thing. Uh, do you, um, have you, I don't want to say victim. I don't like using, I like to use that word sparingly because it's becoming just too overused. Like that word is just becoming over. I'm a victim of this. I'm a victim of that. 
we gotta like anyway <laughs> we're using that word too much we're really using that word that word is not used in africa as often like as it is in a way like that word victim isn't even why don't we even use that word victim in africa like it's it's you should have known really that's <laughs> that's really what's used in africa it's like if you if you get caught lacking yeah that's just it's it's done it's a it's a done deal so like but yeah again anyway um have you fallen prey i would yeah that's a good term have you fallen prey to someone or a group of people or whatever speaking on you speaking ill of you without context or saying whatever without context they don't have context of you and they they immediately want to talk they're 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 mess yeah yeah a lot yeah a lot in my days actually for no reason definitely definitely more than i can count <laughs> honestly honestly yeah. speaking and that's like it's still to this day still to this day actually since when oh. i was in you know to this day exactly exactly like since when I've been like a young boy, I definitely I have. So like, it will actually be like around with school or like you know with people who I can like usually associate with due to specific reasons, based on the Bible. That's one reason why, and also, uh, normally no one will actually like want to listen to like what I have to say because like they will just think that oh he's trying to like he's trying to like you know frame he's trying to cook up something so normally of course definitely people will talk bad about you but like that doesn't really matter it shouldn't matter to, to me it doesn't usually matter to me that much because like normally yeah. the only person who's actually watching is Jehovah so like if no one will believe me no problem yeah I'll carry on with my day I carry on with my life I don't usually um, need yeah. people's validation but like back in the day I know when I was younger I definitely did I'll be like you got to believe me you got to know that this is true you got to know that this this yada 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 all of that like over time once I started like thinking more about it I'm like what's the point of like trying to give people's approval if they're still gonna think evil of this like it doesn't make sense to me so I'm like eh, you guys you can continue you guys can hate all you want but funny enough I yeah. do have haters lots of haters so like it doesn't really bother me as far as I'm concerned most of the reasons why it's like that is because most people have actually tried to make me compromise standards based on the bible so like I I usually don't even give in I usually don't give in so like that's most of the time but yeah definitely people do speak ill of me for no reason and then yeah. they try to cover it up by making funny jokes they will crap jokes about you know most of the time <laughs> I don't call names but Ethan you are part of it Anyways, that's very funny. Fresh and fit energy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you know, yeah, I have been. So it usually doesn't really matter to me again. If you love me, so be it. If people speak good of me, no problem. Anything that happens, let it happen. As far as I'm concerned. I ain't compromising my standards. Mm, hey. Like that. We like to see that. 
Yeah, what about you? Have you yeah. ever been ill spoken before? I, I I wish I could. Uh, I, I'm I wish I could say different, but it's all the time. <laughs> when you said Bro, all the time, that that that, that, that I was like that hit my soul. <laughs> yeah, it not even, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh man. <laughs> basically my my the better part of my life <laughs> oh man you know you know it's i mean on a number of occasions too and it some some crazy moments too like things that shouldn't happen to you in your adolescence it's it's whoo whoo jeez the stories <laughs> the stories <laughs> i got you know, like the stories but nah yeah frankly and even like and honestly like I'm not saying that my like last year was my best year yet, but even last year, some stuff. Oh man, I was like, it didn't ruin my day or whatever. Um, <laughs> but it was just sad. I was like, it was like, okay, well, what's new? <laughs> it was new. And when you know, and when you're JM, when you're JWB Lord, you know, when you get to know more people, of course, there are more people who are going to have, you know, some people are gonna who are gonna say what they want to say you know without knowing the context or the other side of the story so but yeah it was it's just absolute madness <laughs> absolute madness definitely it's just and as you said though you know you kind of just brush it off honestly like uh i take a slightly different route than what you take like apart from brushing it off i will yeah. even turn it into a joke i'll turn it into a joke i'll start attacking myself and people start will start to realize, okay, yeah, this is pretty ridiculous what these people are saying about you. <laughs> like people begin to realize mm-hmm. how ridiculous it is because it's like people, and then people realize I'm paying attention too. They're like, oh, oh, he's actually listening. Like people, like <laughs> people, kind of stop <laughs> after they realize I'm paying attention. <laughs> people so usually stop when they realize because it's like, oh, okay, once he starts talking, you know, he's about to like, uh, he's about to like blow up people's spots and everything. <laughs> Exactly. So, I'm doing it actually. I'll actually agree with you. That's a better way of doing it. The secondary term of like, you know, doing it. So, yeah, I'll actually agree with that. Yeah. I actually agree with that. So, you know, so yeah, that's really, that's really uh, how I deal with it. But how would you propose people in general should fight, fight ignoring the other side of the story or fighting that? willful ignorance or that willful desire to not look at context for what it is well it's just like it boils back to like what we mentioned before you know like what john mentioned i don't know if john is still there like asking questions yes just keep it have a neutral vibe have a neutral vibe about issues ask questions about what happened from like both parties whether the person was wrong or not ask them both parties and also try not to like take sides or be biased. Keep an open mind, you know, and I think everything will be all right. But like now that we're living in a world that is ruled by obviously the devil, go read first John 5:19, guys. No one will actually like, you know, have that time or energy to start listening to what you have to say because they will, they have basically implanted it in their minds that oh, I agree with this guy. I'm with size with this guy. This guy is definitely saying so 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 and so you know truth in quotes when he's not actually saying the truth in quotes then the person who is wrong is actually the person who is doing the bad thing who is doing the wrong thing meanwhile they don't really know what they don't know what had happened to him 
you know, it's just like gaslighting, that toxicity thing. <laughs> you know, black yeah, for real. So I feel like those are the three components. You should keep an open mind, ask questions both parties, and do not take sides. Don't be biased. And everything will be all right. That's the best way to, to tackle that willful ignorance of not hearing the other side. That's basically my own take on it. Honestly, I agree with you. You said it very well. Asking questions. Ask questions. Gather information before you speak on something. You know, know, being a witness. As a witness. Go ahead. Go ahead. Even even if even if the person is like you know willfully not saying the truth or like he's afraid to like say the truth, like try and comfort the person, like let the person know how the person is feeling. Let the person let you know how he's feeling about it. You know all of those things. I feel like that's how we should be. Yeah. Like how we should be. Well, yeah. Exactly. I say, go, don't go in there. Go in there with the script. Don't go in there with the script in mind and say, "All right, this is how the conversation is supposed to go." No. Mm-hmm. Understand that whatever comes out of their words, uh, out of their mouth, just continue. Like, continue to draw out as much information as you can. You know, continue to just thread it through and really just adapt to whatever you're hearing. React accordingly. Don't don't go again, don't go in there with the script in mind. And then when someone reacts differently than with the script you created in your own head, um, then then we just short circuit. <laughs> then you just short circuit and you're just like uh, but no, like no, that's not the case. Like you're telling someone to stick to the script in a way, basically. So, you know, you, exactly. you gotta you just gotta you gotta follow the flow and understand uh what's going on and pick out information as you as you go so yeah, exactly. yeah honestly, you said it much better than i did <laughs> just now no you, you can't please you can still add more to what i've just said i feel like that's what you should do but anyways yeah. all right but you can still add more personally for me yeah. it's still like actually like click on about john do you have anything to say is john still there yeah he's still there john do yeah. you have anything to say do you have anything to say uh, in conclusion before we head out uh, regarding seeing the other side of the story and getting context on a story before like speaking on it? Well, you pretty much just have to pay attention to what someone is saying and really pay close attention and obviously make your final judgment after you do everything you need to do. Um, because some, there's something you could have missed and that could just change the whole, you know, dynamic and or whatnot the whole trajectory yeah yeah and uh, yeah that's important to know because it's easy to just kind of conclude that you have everything but um you have to pay close attention you me personally i still give a person a chance to talk because mm-hmm. i know there might be more so what is you know more than what someone's letting on so um mm-hmm. but yeah that's pretty much uh it uh, i agree I agree perfectly with what you said. That's actually pretty true. Give people a chance to like speak their mind, speak exactly how they felt about the situation. And like then you could actually come to a you know a, a better resolution, a better conclusion of the matter. It's the same thing in law. You know, there are most of the times one thing I was taught about ADR, that's like uh this thing, arbitration this uh, arbitration dispute resolution, you know. 
dispute resolution dr yeah you have to like listen to both parties and help them reach a compromise it, the same thing goes with like mediation when you're helping a client help them like you know realize a particular mistake in their judgment you know help them come to a better conclusion of things and, you know both parties will actually have an understanding about that be it contract or be it you know in terms of like sale of land or anything like that so i feel like that's one thing you should do that's how it should be in real life as well i'm not saying like it, it should only like apply to the you know in terms of the law but it should apply in terms of yeah. life yes life in general. even the very, bible very speaks cool. about it the bible speaks about it the bible speaks about it so you know exactly yeah and yeah cool. And, uh, you know, and final words, um, I remember what I wanted to say. <laughs> um, okay. But, uh, you know, it's just like, imagine being a servant of Jehovah. And you know how, uh, what it's like serving Jehovah. Because you've oh. learned, you've studied the Bible, you've learned uh, what you need to learn. You've gotten that close relationship with Jehovah. And then someone else outside of the organization just starts speaking on Jehovah's Witnesses and starts saying all sorts of things that are clearly untrue. Mm-hmm. You you start looking at them you you look at them funny and rightfully so you're like no and they don't mm-hmm. they speak about it without context so imagine you don't have all the facts on the situation or mm-hmm. on a topic don't speak on it based on what you look around what you see around you <laughs> looking around you may not be the best uh, the best it's good for a particular discussion i'd say like let's just say for example i grew up in the hood i grew up in new york brooklyn um it's definitely not the hood like some parts of brooklyn but it it was it was pretty close to (laughs) um and and you could make an argument that um you can make an argument that this particular neighborhood or these people from this particular neighborhood are bad mm-hmm. but that's the specific but you you have to be very specific in those instances in which you're looking around when you're just observing the small bubble around you. but to make a grand scale judgment like for example let's just say someone grew up in finland and they agree they just concluded that all people are good because they grew up in finland <laughs> because they grew up in film that's pretty hyperbolic and that's not a good argument to make because you're literally just make basing that off of what you see in your own little world in your own little world and basically what the media tells shows you mm-hmm. you know and you might the same way like someone might be born in north korea and they might be like oh like all people are horrible exactly They've only grew up in North Korea and they've only known trying to survive and not trusting people because people can do, do backstab you at any moment. In North so again, you know, it's just like people can have, have the, it's, it's not a good argument to make is what I'm saying because there's a lack of context. Maybe in that particular space, you can say, all right, this is the case because that's what you're observing. But you can't just make that a general statement because the, the statistics won't, won't, more often than not, will disprove you wrong. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. One thing I also wanted to even add more is that don't judge people based on their race or based on their tribe, based on their, you know, religion. 
most especially their color. That that's one big problem. Exactly. Nigeria, it happens a lot. Everyone is judged based on their tribe, based on their language. Igbo people are. <laughs> I, love, I, I, I like to jokingly come at people who are not from Calm down. It's not everyone that acts like that. Sometimes it might just be the environment or the you know the people they grew up with that starts having that gives them that kind of ideology or you know uh, you know idea of thinking of people who are who act that way. This is not usually like that, and you can actually see that for yourself in the experience with working with people, or like talking with people, you know, all of those things. So don't be judging people based on their race, their country, tribe, color, language. You know, sometimes the behavior is not always associated with the country. It differs. Yeah. Really differs. So I feel like most people need to be careful. It's just like when people say <laughs> people from Nigeria are scams. They used to scam people whenever they enter America. <laughs> <laughs> this guy gave me fake Jordan Jordan Falls or be fake Jordan trees or whatever. Then this guy he actually Sell, sold me fake Nike shoe. He called it Jordan 47, and you'll be like, What? So then you start asking that all Nike people are fake. So, you know, yeah, that's personally something people need to think more about. Which very true. Like, it's just where they grew up in that made them that way. Or your poor experience with choosing people. Same thing goes with dating. NBA players, they keep getting scammed by IG models. It happens a lot. <laughs> it does not mean that this thing, all IG and um, this thing, sorry. It doesn't mean that all basketball models, um, sorry, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be, <laughs> IG <laughs> models. <laughs> no, I wanted to say NBA basketball players. It doesn't mean that all NBA basketball players, they fall prone to like, you know, all this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the time they do, if you're a stupid one, Definitely, you fall to it. But <laughs> someone that is smart and you have learned from like experience, then obviously you wouldn't fall prey to it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that's all I can say. What about you? What's your thoughts? Yeah, honestly, just to piggyback, just to, uh, off the off of that. I mean, again, if you want to make a, a case based on observation, make it in your own space. Don't make it a general. Again, as I always said, like with the the case with for example someone who might be born in finland if they can make a conclusion that finnish people are good for example or maybe their people from their particular town in finland are good but to make the conclusion that everyone is good now because of that is just not it it's just not it like you know it's not it's not your time to start throwing out stat fake stats and saying 50 percent all 100 percent of people are like or 100 percent of people are bad 100 percent of people are good like again if you're gonna make that uh conclusion it better be within your own bubble because that's where you are if you're gonna make that conclusion you know your own bubble you know but if you really are gonna speak with context you better do your research. You better do your research and you better accept what you find because some people, they don't want to do research because they know they're going to find something that they don't want to accept. But anyway, that's really all I can say. Get context to a story. Get context to stuff in general and actually use your head and get out of your get out of your own behind. <laughs> Just get out of your own behind and get into the world and use your head and just use your head just use your head 
just think, think for a moment, think for a moment, what actually is happening here? That's all I can say. That's all I can say before we head off. (laughs) What about John? Does he have anything to add? Uh, no. Yeah, he's good. He's the, he's yep yep. <laughs> he's said his piece. So. Okay, that's good. All right. So, well, I guess we can conclude that for today. You know. Yeah, nice we finally you... completed part two. <laughs> we finally completed the entire topic. <laughs> sorry about the noise interference last time, y'all. Yeah, sorry about that. On both our ends. Yeah. But like. Thank- <laughs> us another opportunity and turn off today's topic see you guys next year all right later y'all yeah later bye-bye what's up Ding <laughs> what's goody yeah. yo what's up john how you guys doing I'm doing great. I'm honestly doing really great today. How about yeah, okay, you, man? Nah, I'm all right. Nothing much. I just finished watching your game. Oh, <laughs> man. Mm-hmm. You guys drew with Aston Villa. Sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I mean, uh, I mean, I'm not really necessarily surprised. I mean, it's not like like it's Man United. It's not. I mean, we I we did I did you know beginning. I mean, there's no excuse for us at this point. There's really honestly no excuse for us at this point. Yep. When they signed, when the Glazers managed to sign uh, Sancho and Ronaldo in the same window, I was like. Okay, we're actually going to challenge. We kind of actually don't have an excuse not to get silverware, <laughs> actually. So, you know, the only thing going for us is maybe possibly the Champions League and the A Cup. And I'm not really like sure how that's gonna turn out, you know. So, uh, yeah, it's like. Yeah, it does actually, but you know, most of the time, why it, it's really not like you know, you guys really have full responsibilities because you guys have Ronaldo. You know, you have Ronaldo on your team, so like basically, in fact, I don't feel like it's even necessarily your fault. Even if Ronaldo wasn't still there, you guys still have like it's the know, Glazers. Yeah, it's the Glazers. You know. Honestly, it's the Glazers' fault to be honest. Like the yeah. owners, the owners of Manu, the Glazers. Ugh. is all I can say it's like I mean it's not like you can do anything though it's like what can you do it's not like man you can just get new owners I mean they can Mm. but um, you know yeah they can they're man united they can definitely get a new owner in the blink of an eye but it's just there, there's no there's just too much baggage that's attached to the Glazers that you can't just make that switch or just yeah. be like hey guys welcome here they'll be like yeah it's it's yeah. it's it's we're we're the Glazers have just been with Man U for too long <laughs> they've been the owners of Man U for too you know, long they to get quite old in my opinion 
they're going, some of the players are getting pretty old. Oh pretty, yeah. Because yeah. like you guys, you guys really, you guys have this thing of like you know keeping a, a player who has played in your club for like such amount of time, but then until he starts you know flopping, you guys begin to insult him. You be like, oh he's not doing this, he's not doing that. This guy sucks. Yada yada yada. You know like the time when you guys had Smalling, you know Chris Smalling that time. You oh guys yeah. Rating him well, but personally I still feel like he's not like you know he wasn't. United, I'll personally say that. But you know, there are sometimes when a player has reached his limit, he has to like you know leave. He has to go. He has to go. You know, chill, settle down. Yeah. That's why most of the time, he's really playing like you know these teams where they get a stupid amount of money in China, buy America, <laughs> go anywhere. So I feel like that's one thing about some clubs. Don't be keeping an an old player in your club for too long. And also, yeah. don't employ him as your coach. Otherwise, you fail. Just like Thierry Henry. <laughs> Thierry Henry oh, yeah. That Thierry Henry, the Thierry Henry project was horrendous. I mean, yeah. I feel bad because he's the best player France has ever seen. He's the best yeah. player France has ever seen, but it, it didn't translate into his coaching skills. Like, wait, are you serious? You you literally like came on the 19th table in the League One with Monaco? Bruh, come on now. I remember when Monica was first, and that was when uh, when they won. I remember when they won the league one, and that was when they had Mbappe. Exactly. That was back when they had exactly. PSG, was, PSG was like on fourth. They were they fought on table. So I was like, how is this even possible? Thierry Henry. I was like thinking, oh, Thierry Henry is gonna smash this. He's gonna smash the competition. But like, only for me to find out. Wait, this guy oh, actually sucks at coaching. Wow. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. He's just like Frank Lampard. Frank Lampard can't coach as well. He's a good player, but man, he stinks. I think he's all he right stinks. at coaching. I think he's all right at coaching, and he did give y'all Mason Mount. He did yeah, give y'all no, 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 no. Mason Yeah, he went. Nah. Yeah. I think he really opened up the way to, like, took for... He really opened the way for Tuchel to, to just take over and just use everything that was available. To, I don't think Tuchel would have seen the players that had the the skill that they do if Lampard didn't just bring him out. Like, and I think that's how, I don't, I'm not saying Lampard is like amazing. Like, I'm not saying he was so amazing. Like, no, I think he was pretty mid. I think he was mid, but like most, most coaches are mid. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, like that's why know. I was like, he did all right. Yeah. And, he, and he gave, and he, he, brought, he let yeah. Mason Mountain out. He put Mason Mountain on the map. Nah. No, 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 no. I don't think so. I don't think so. You know why? Categories for like each person in the soccer world, both the coaches, both the players, uh, you know, both the staff. It differs. There is the medium, there is the good, there is the average, and then there is the spectacular. You know, so the classes yeah. differs. I will rate. I will rate Frank Lampard as the. Let me say, poor. He's at the poor level. In that class, but I will rate Tuchel, oh. Thomas Tuchel. I will rate Tuchel as a. I will rate Tuchel as a. Let me see. Let me probably, probably as a spectacular. In my opinion, I will. Yeah, rate no, yeah, I agree with the spectacular part. But I would say Frank Lampard, he was mid. I'll give him mid. I can't say he was horrible. Like there, there are way. Co- put, he he didn't he didn't do as horribly as. He he like he did get him a Europa League. Yeah, he did. He did give him a Europa League. So. 
you know, that was that. I mean, and honestly, a Chelsea side that was kind of getting out of their toxic phase. <laughs> I think that was pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. If you can get a team silverware when they're kind of getting themselves out of this toxic phase of just whatever is going on in the dressing room and whatnot, you know, I think it was. I think he did that well. Like, I think he, in a way, you could say he shook the nations in that way. Like, you know, as the Bible says, it's the the nation of uh, Jehovah will shake the nations. You know, he yep. shakes. He 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 let the players that were really good shine. He brought out the young players and Tuchel. When he came in, he was like, "All right, now I know what to do because I know who's good and who needs to be benched from time to time." And he created a side that was just very efficient and was able to win the Champions League. So I think that, you know, he did that much, and I think that makes him an all right coach. Like, and I don't think he was a poor... Like, I think if he wasn't there, Tuchel wouldn't have seen all of the players that... I think they would be relying way too much on Conte. They would be relying way too much on Conte. No, He's not. He's not the only person that they rely on. Come on now. There are no, of course well. not. Of course not. But Conte, yeah. Conte is an engine. That man can play ninety minutes. Yeah, no problem. Definitely. That guy's the only definitely. player on Chelsea who can play ninety minutes. No problem. Maybe Alcuinta. Maybe Alcuinta. But what do you think of Pulisic? What do you think about Pulisic? You think Pulisic ain't ain't as good as Conte? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, or, and I like Pulisic. Yeah, he. I loved. I've been with. I've. I. I follow Pulisic since he played for my favorite team in the Bundesliga, uh, Borussia Dortmund. Like, yeah, he. He's not on. He's not on Conte's level. To be honest, he's not on Conte. He's a good player. He's a good player, and honestly, he. He's done a lot. He's doing a lot for the United States, but. Uh, okay. Not on Conte's level. Conte's. Conte can do things that Pulisic can't. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But it, it just differs. Probably, what if they actually switch positions? What if they switch positions? They switch positions like Polisic plays as an LW, and Kante plays as a CDM. Supposing if Kante plays as a LW and uh, Polisic plays as a CDM, do you think they will still be on the same level, or do you think they will be different? I think Conte would. I think Conte would be um, a bit stifled at first, but he would adapt very quickly because Conte's yeah. Conte's game is just enduring the entire game. <laughs> his game is just basically <laughs> lasting the entire game and making sure he's yeah. doing his job. So you know, I think he would adapt to being a left wing uh, relatively well. I think for Pulisic, though, I think his defensive game would really be like his defensive game is not that great. Uh, exactly. And I think as a CDM, Pulisic, mm-hmm. Pulisic's defensive weaknesses would show, but it would be a great mm-hmm. opportunity for him to become a really great passer and orchestrator. His defense, we would all see it for what it is, but um, <laughs> but his 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 orchestrating the game might actually like become really amazing as a CDM, but. For Conte, Conte is gonna be fine. Conte would be fine. You can make him play a defender, and he'll be fine. <laughs> like the man, the man can. The guy's yeah, 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 yeah. Midfielder, and usually the perfect midfielder is, tends to be able to play any position well because mm-hmm. their game is just in just lasting the entire game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true though. Yeah, I actually agree. Well, I feel like it just depends on how versatile you are. You know, like. Dani Alves, Dani Alves, that's back in Barcelona. 
before yeah. he used, he usually used to be a right winger, you know, and a a right wing back. Some oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he used to play much of that position, so that's why you see him make runs. He makes all the crosses, passes, and all of that. So definitely, that was usually the position they had to place for him, playing as a right back, so that you know he could make the runs, he can make the crosses, make the passes, the interceptions, all of that. So I feel like he's just like that. He's just like just as a versatile player as you know, as Danny Alves. So you know, it all just comes to uh, on how good you can play on the pitch. It's not just on probably on one position. Yeah, you know. But like you need you, need, you do need a preferred position that you can work with. Yeah, you know. You That's what like position for, that me, for me. I've always I don't know. I've always found myself to be a positionless player, meaning I can. I'm actually really good on all fronts. Like I'm really good on all fronts in the outfield. Like, um, oh really? I've I've always tried to find an identity, and it's so hard to because I'm just really good at doing whatever position I'm given. <laughs> like it's really oh, hard really? to find a preferred position. Like that's why I just pick. Like I'm good at uh, sensor attacking mid. I'm a good sensor attacking mid because. I like to get into the play, but I also love to be that provider who kind of switches up yeah. on, the, on the on the opposing side to kind of be like, "Hey, I mean, I might, I might shoot, I might pass. You don't know what's gonna happen with exactly. me." <laughs> like, so I like that, but I can definitely be at the back line. Uh, people find it really hard to to get past me as a defender because, like, I know with John, he's like he's he's a flat, he's like set there like a statue. But the thing is, yeah. for me, I'm very dynamic. So if someone pulls something that like gets past the statue, kind of in a way, I'm already on you. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, you're going, you're going to move this way. All right, yeah. all right, cool, cool. Like I'm, I'm very like I'm very reactionary to the situation as it happens. Wow, yeah. you know, so I'm, I'm like that. But normally, when when I usually started playing like football, I actually started as a defender. So, like, one reason why I started as a defender, most people would tell me that, oh, you're fast, you're very fast, you're very good at intercepting. But one thing that I had, I was actually pretty rough. Like, I was very dangerous as a defender. So, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> normally when, when I'm intercepting, I take out people's legs. I take out people's legs. I had the, you know, that Ramos, the Sergio Ramos syndrome. But along with that, I actually had that. <laughs> you know, that's acceleration. But, like, over time, when I began to develop, you know, better, better... I might actually like change my position to more of a, you know, as a CAM, as an attacking midfielder to a left wing, to a left winger. So like those are basically the only two positions that I'm good at currently right now. So like you could play me as a center attacking midfielder, play me as a left winger because most of the most of the time right now what I do is most passing, crossing, you know, taking corner kicks, scoring. But like sometimes one problem is that pretty bad so like that's one thing i need to work on but most of yeah. the time when i'm playing as a, as a attacking midfielder i most, usually make those dribbles passes and you know quick crosses because yeah. that's like one i'm actually good at so like either of those two positions if you could play calm or as an elder woman dry yeah that's good yeah the only th- i have to say the one thing that's really bad with me though is my left foot corners like Whoa, that's, you do that's specifically, specifically my left. No, I'm good at corners as long yeah. as I'm not using my left foot. 
I can shoot in general with my left foot and whatnot. I can do all those things. But my left foot, when it comes to corners, horrible. <laughs> horrible. I, I, I can swing it in and it doesn't get the, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's very easy to read read me when I'm trying to do yeah. <laughs> Like, it's very easy to read on the left foot corner. <laughs> but one thing I wanted to ask, if you if you were a FIFA player, right? If you were a FIFA player, like, how many stars would you give your weak foot? How many stars would you give your weak foot? Out of, out of how many stars? Out of five stars. Out of five stars, how many stars would you give yourself? Two. Uh, and that's, that's, no. and that's, no, like, overall, like, when it comes, like, if we're just talking about my, my left foot when it comes to corner kicks, two out of five yeah. and that's being generous but yeah. <laughs> and that's being generous. but in general in general mm. my weak foot i would give it three three point five four you know as if i get into yeah. the swing of it yeah definitely it can push it to four but yeah and my left foot uh i mean my right foot which is my strong foot um yeah. i i put that at 10 out of five <laughs> I said pile drivers <laughs> I do all exactly. sorts of so exactly you know I, I would give my weak foot a 3.5 out of uh, out of Me 5 too. in general or a 4 you know if I get start getting uh, you know getting comfortable in the game it really depends yeah. on so. mm-hmm. me too I, I'm, I'm more of like a, a you know 3.5 out of 5 stars with my weak foot with my left foot because like that's usually how I'm good you know with crossing sometimes even shooting but like it, it's more of like a one one in a million kind of thing like you know one chance thing when I'm shooting with my left but like over time since I like started training you know practicing more but like right now I'm not doing doing it currently because it just differs but I will actually give myself a three three and a half out of five stars yeah that's calm yeah but one thing one thing when you're using your right foot like everyone is like an absolute beast with their right foot but one there's one controversial issue between the right footers and the left footers who gives the most shots who has the most the most shot power um honestly i think uh i mean in my opinion i obviously can't really tell but in my opinion i would say the right foot but i think the left foot is most advantageous the most advantageous because having a left foot really changes the dynamic it makes it a lot of people don't realize it but being able to shoot with your left with your uh weak foot especially if your weak foot's your left foot it's Mm -hmm. it is huge Mm -hmm. it is absolutely huge to be able to like move across the pitch and shoot Mm -hmm. with precision and power Mm -hmm. with your left foot because your left foot can throw off so many people. I mean, that's why when Messi shoots with his like right foot, I mean, that's mm-hmm. his weak foot. You know, that's why people like can't like. That's why when people can sh- when people who can shoot with their left foot and that's their weak foot, they're like, whoa, like, huh? Like they're like they don't know what to do because the left foot. I don't know. It's, it's something about the left foot. I I forget. Scientists even talked about this, but something about the left, like your left body, like left-handed people and right left-footed people of course they have an advantage when it comes to sports technically uh mm. yeah, they have a technical advantage 
um, over mm-hmm. people. So that's why I always like to be. That's why I like uh, I'm trying to become ambidextrous when it and be what is the word for the feet i don't know but um the the foot version of ambidextrous (laughs) basically being able to basically being able to use both uh legs but both feet ironically ironically it's interesting if you're ambidextrous that actually is um wrong your brain is actually not supposed to have a um have a um an equal preference to a particular side mm-hmm. <laughs> it's supposed to prefer one side uh, okay. over the other and that's quite ironic that's a, okay. it's kind of interesting it's like joe looks at the people who make themselves ambidextrous and he's like why did you do that <laughs> although of course it's not like as if joe sees that as being a sinner or whatever but it's interesting mm-hmm. how your brain is actually designed to prefer a particular side whether that's your left or your right. So ambidextrous people, they've, they literally have a broken brain, <laughs> which is funny. You're literally breaking your brain when you're trying to make yourself ambidextrous. <laughs> you're literally making your brain just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're giving yourself brain glitches. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, you know, well, most well, in my opinion, I feel like more reason why uh, right footers are better than left. I feel like they, they have more of a short power than you know than that of the left footers. I feel like the left footers they're only good at swerving, you know, covering the ball like Messi. You know, when Messi's always taking the free kick, yeah. the ball always bends like it curves like it curves like a rainbow. It curves like a rainbow yeah. in the net. So like I feel like that's one reason. Even people like Iron Robin, you know, Robin Robin from Bayern yeah. Munich. When uh, the the Dutch man, what a guy! <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> I mean, I don't like it when I didn't like it when he was playing for Bayern, but definitely like him as a player. <laughs> Especially when he does his round, his round the oh, when he rounds the the whole entire team, <laughs> and then he just shoots as soon as there's an opening. It is like the most beautiful thing. His solo goals are amazing. <laughs> oh, definitely. But I feel like why it's better that left footers are better than the right. They are very good at like cutting inside the eighteen yard box. They yeah, are very good. Just like Lukaku. Did you watch? Uh, did you watch the game against uh, Chelsea and Manchester City? Did you uh, see the no. shot that Lukaku gave? Oh, like, the John, oh, John like the, there was a shot he made. Oh, John. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I was saying, yeah, I did see the game. And then, of course, since I'm a Man City fan, um, yeah, I was definitely proud mm, that okay. he won again. And, but yeah, no, Lukaku. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I'm, I, Lukaku, yeah, Lukaku, I love Lukaku's shot power. Like, he hits that ball. I'm and honestly. Calls being oh, yeah, people call me Lukaku. <laughs> so many people call me Lukaku. <laughs> Because yeah, oh, because okay. of my That's power and headers. Yeah, yeah. But back then, Lukaku wasn't as good as he is right now. But when he was playing for like Manchester United, that was, he was a fat oof, a very fat guy. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. I know why. I, I know why I'm saying this. 
I know why no, I'm saying this. Big. The reason why he I'm was saying pretty big, actually, a lot of people don't realize. It. Like he's buff. He was buff, but like he was also kind of big. And it turned out it was because of dietary issues that why he couldn't get the the into the shape that he was he was required to get into to play. I mean, he was going to continue playing either way, but to be in that shape, that to be like to you know to be looking shredded. He had to be adhered to a strict diet, and it turned out, yeah, like his body was a had particular like um, enzymes or whatever that basically prevented him from digesting his food in a way that would help him process it. As all right, this is what you. So he had to adhere to a strict diet, <laughs> and now he's yeah. now now he's buff. I wish the actually, yeah, yeah, I wish. I actually wish that they had actually done that for Eden Hazard because, like, right now Eden Hazard is fat. He's a jelly donut <laughs> oh, yeah, at Madrid because he didn't really keep strict to his diet, and like that's more of the reason why he's flopping right now. <laughs> no, he he was his happiest when he was. No, nah, he didn't eat. Yeah. It wasn't even burgers that he ate. He most of the time he ate a lot of like you know pasta. Pasta, chicken, <laughs> McDonald's, and all of that. That's why. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, no. You know, when yeah, you have that's, that's like one. Ronaldo, when no. you have people like Ronaldo or Holland, like you see that they really, really care about you know being the best at the highest level, so they can continue to play at the highest level of football, at least until they retire. But like, you know, you see Ronaldo, you can tell like he's still in shape even at 36, and. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of it kind of 